What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Father-Son Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Justin, and we are the Father-Son Fantasy Football Podcast, like we just said. Uh, so if you guys are new, please subscribe. We're going to have content coming to you all season long, helping you with waiver ads, who to target, a uh, recap of the previous week, and then we're going to do our start episode, and we're going to talk about the listener. Uh, we'll get to that in this episode. Um, week week one is in the books, Justin. Week one's in the books. Finally, we had Monday Night Football yesterday. I said we talk about that real quick. Uh, we'll start with the. Well, actually, we're going to start with the Sunday night games, and then we'll go to the Monday Night Football games. But let's just say that uh, I was shocked by the Jets. I think no, their defense, was. their defense is for real. And if they if they had a legit pass rusher, they they'd be very very scary. Their defense shut Matt, shut uh, Stafford down. Yeah, I don't want that was. I think that was your start of the week. Honestly, I remember. I don't think you said Rivers. I think you said Stafford. I think you said you were gonna go Rivers. I think, yeah, but you said Stafford, and that, that did not go well. But it's okay. I mean, everyone else was in the same boat as you, thinking the That's same right. thing. So hey. right. All right. So yeah. Once again, follow me on Twitter at JustinFSFF, and then at the podcast Twitter's at FatherSonFF. We can follow you back on there. Uh, continue to grow. Uh, we try to keep our episodes shorter. That way, you guys don't have to sit there and listen to a whole hour plus podcast, and you can just get the information quickly and where you need it, I guess, in the most convenient way possible. So, before we get into today's episode, I want to shout out to our sponsor. So if you're tired of getting crushed by the pros, DFS players, and sports bettors, yeah, listen up right here. The QuantEdge.com has the tools you need to play like a pro. They have a lineup optimizer, injury tool, wide receiver, cornerback matchups, and a head-to-head tool. You're going to be armed with everything you need to win. You can make up to 150 lineups in seconds. You can see matchups to exploit, compare players to help you make the right decision. They're on the fence about at TheQuantEdge.com. You're going to get exclusive access to the industry experts, articles, podcasts, and the TQE community by participating in a premium membership chat and we here at father son fantasy football have a special deal for our loyal listeners using the promo code fsff capital or not doesn't really matter as long as you're entering the fsff that's four letters you get ten dollars off your first month and you can use that money you saved to go play in DraftKings or FanDuel. so you go to the quantedge.com today to sign up today and i like i said before i won money week one in DraftKings because of it it helped me out a lot and then now with all these injuries that happened that we talked about in the last episode you can see how teams uh their where the targets go where the carries go depending on those injuries so it's very helpful and it can help you win some money as i experienced firsthand week one and it's not a bad thing we like saving money here right dad yes we like saving money money is good in our pocket yeah so we're gonna go over week one we're gonna look at trade targets uh guys to i guess what's noise what's not really and week one you don't want to overreact so it's kind of just gotta go with the flow i guess but uh you don't want to make too many rash decisions with your roster because you spend all of season doing research in just one game it's only six percent of the whole season so it's a marathon not a sprint <laughs> there was a lot of disappointing people though yeah we're gonna get into it in a second so uh, let's say we get into it right now let's get into it What game do you want to start out with first? Um, let's start out with the the blowout of the week. The blowout. Let's say we start out the one o'clock games. Okay. Well, let's start out the the, the big shocker there: the Bucks and the Saints. Bucks and Saints. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone expected. Oh my goodness! That to happen. What side of the ball do you want to start on first? You want to start about the Tampa Bay? Or you want to start the Buccaneers? Start start on Tampa Bay. Go for it. All right. So. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, like what, 417 oh yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions on just 28 passes. So he had the fourth highest single game 
I think, figure in average yards per attempt ever. And now 17.75 yards. So that's insane. Um, the efficiency you saw in this game is unsustainable. And I think Mike Evans looked good. He had all seven of his targets he caught. Chris Godwin got in the end zone, and Deshaun Jackson went amazing. Uh, he had two touchdowns on, I think, 146 yards. But this dude, yep. I think Deshaun Jackson is a sell high. If you had Deshaun Jackson, you were trying to trade him right now. He's also has a concussion. He's probably not going to play week two. That's why we said in yesterday's, well, our last episode, I said Chris Godwin was a must-add because this guy actually played more snaps than Deshaun Jackson and still had a touchdown. But I think Deshaun Jackson's the guy. If you look at the snap percentages, Deshaun Jackson only played 30% of snaps where Chris Godwin played 70%. That was kind of shocking to me to see that. So I think Deshaun Jackson got lucky. He helped you in your but basketball leagues. But going forward, he's he's hurt. He's going to be out for a few games. At least one with a concussion. He has a great two, I think it was. So I, I think Godwin is the guy you're trying to get. And I think right. Evans is a good player. It looks like I was all wrong about him. I didn't expect this week one against I mean, there's nobody Lattimore. did. The, the yeah. Saints were the biggest favorites of the week at nine and a half points. But Ryan Fitzpatrick had other plans. He destroyed him. I, I don't I don't even understand. Yeah, no one understands. But let's go on the other side of the ball. New Orleans. Oh I wore my Michael Thomas uh, jersey shirt to the sports bar we went through. And let, let's just say, wow. Oh wow, Michael Thomas! The defense baby. played. The defense played like garbage. Yeah, no one expected that. But dude, Michael Thomas, sixteen and wow. nineteen targets. Jeez, yeah. it was a monster. One hundred and eighty yards and one touchdown. Yeah, this uh, this offense is Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, and Kamara may have not gotten that much. Uh, Fitzpatrick work. rushed for more yardage than Kamara. <laughs> wow, you know, I mean, he did. He only he only rushed for twenty nine yards and eight carries, but he scored two rush, rushing touchdowns. And had nine catches for 112 yards and one touchdown. Wow. Yeah. And no. Drew Brees, I mean, look at Drew Brees. He didn't have a bad. He had 439 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah. Kamara had the second. I mean, Drew Brees is going to start in every week. I think Drew Brees is elite, and he's going to be more elite this week, too, with another easy matchup. So I'm not even concerned about that. But uh, the, the main takeaway here was Alvin Kamara. He's oh, a yeah. workhorse. He's playing on the yep. field a lot. And yep. I am not worried about him at all, even when Ingram comes back, because Ingram's still got to see. But they go against Cleveland this week. So I think it's another start for Drew Brees. And yep. Kamara was second this week in running back targets with 12. And the guy who was first in targets for running backs was Melvin Gordon. So let's talk about the Chargers game versus the Chiefs, Dad. Melvin okay. Gordon, I, I did not expect this guy to get 13 targets. I, I, was, no. I was shocked. Eckler only had five. Eckler did do very good. I would think that did, that was a surprise me a little bit. But, uh, I mean, Melvin Gordon is the guy there. He had 76% of snaps, where Eckler only had 27%. Philip Rivers threw the ball 51 times. And I said that to you when you were watching. 51 times. We were watching the game. I said that to you, and you were like, yeah, it happens all the time. And it really does. They, they throw the it ball does. a lot. Um, the Chiefs were better than expected. Um, Melvin, I can't believe this. I'm still stunned by that number. 13 targets for Melvin Gordon. He, his, his 2018 potential is insane right now. Mike Williams yep. had an encouraging day. I liked where he looked. Uh, Gates didn't really do much, but uh, well, Mike Williams had a good day because uh, Tyrell Williams dropped a couple balls in the end zone. He was targeting the end zone a few times. It could have went. It could have went the other way there. It could have. But I but think... even like you said, Eckler. Eckler still had 39 yards rushing on five carries and 87 yards receiving with a touchdown on five grabs. Yeah. So let's talk about that. He's... I think this is a good sell high. If you have Eckler, you're trying to trade this guy right now and see what you can get. Cause that's efficiency and you don't chase efficiency. You chase volume. And who was the guy who got volume was Melvin Gordon still. And I think Melvin yeah, Gordon, right? Eckler can cut into his volume, but Melvin Gordon, even with that is still going to like this guy, I think has an opportunity to be top three this year. And I'm yeah, happy. I have absolutely. him. I'm happy. I have him in one of the leagues. So 
Yeah. Let's talk about the other side of the ball. And Keenan Allen's a stud. We don't have to say much about that. Keenan Allen's a stud. Yeah, we don't need to say anything about him. And Rivers, he, I think he'd be a weekly starter. Absolutely. Neither. Um, so absolutely. let's talk about the other side of the ball. Kansas City. No one knows what to expect about seeing um, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. But no, uh, he didn't, he didn't I waste... was right, and I think you were wrong. I'm going to say yeah. this so far. After one week. No, I'll say I was wrong. No, he after didn't waste one week. any That's time turning week. heads. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have great stats, but he, he was very accurate. He was 15 to 27, 256 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, I mean, he had a great game. And, yeah. I mean, fantasy football is meant to be hard. I think if I'm doing DraftKings, I want at least one lineup in that has Mahomes and Hill stacked together. Because, Jer- I mean, not Jeremy Hill, Tyreek Hill, wow. Oh, my gosh. I was wrong on him, too. I um, thought he'd regress yeah, this year. Oh, my coming goodness. coming back around on him. It was one week, but this guy is like, there's fast. I just call there's him very the fast. There's I very, very the fast. And then there's Tyreek Hill. Ty- Tyreek Hill is so fast. He had 30% of targets in this offense. Um, I, I was, I'm still shocked about what he did, and that punt return was insane. The thing is that I was actually shocked about was that Sammy Watkins played more snaps than Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins played 91% of snaps. Tyreek Hill only played 71% of snaps. And if I have Tyreek Hill in any leagues, which I don't, but if you do have him, I definitely send a text or an email out to other owners asking what they'd give for him. Because you can get like guys who had a bad week one, like DeAndre Hopkins maybe, and someone like even someone else for Tyreek Hill. Because this Tyreek Hill, yes, he's going to have these weeks, but uh, you can really see, um, you know, I don't know, you can see this guy like still doing as good, but you can, you can get a lot of value for him right now because his, his value is at an all-time high, I think. And yes. but, but that's that line, eight targets for Tyreek Hill. I, I was just I was shocked. But uh, he wasn't, I don't think he ran around a lot of routes. I think he still ran. All right, I'll just talk about the running backs there. It's it's too early to panic, but Kareem Hunt did nothing to write home about. He failed to secure his only target. Yeah, he only had six, no catches, 16 carries for 49 yards. Spence, Spencer Weir nearly matched him in yards from scrimmage with 40. So, I mean, if, if, if Weir demonstrated anything, he's at least a premium handcuff. I mean, he did. He matched him. It's too early to panic on Hunt, though. It is. It's a little too early to panic. I wouldn't really like worry about Hunt. I mean, he didn't have a recession with uh, Patrick Mahomes because, but Mahomes had a thirteen point two two average at the target, and it's not ideal. I think every week, I think this uh, defense is still good. The Chargers defense and uh, Kels did not do anything. I wouldn't panic on Kels. I'd hold him. I wouldn't try to trade him. No, but, uh, no, you can't. Yeah, I mean, he's Kels is going to be Kels. He had a bad game. He had one catch. Come on, he's not going to do that every week. Yeah. Hill, oh yeah, Tyreek Hill just ran 20 routes, and so far 81 wide receivers, 18 running backs, and 26 tight ends have ran more routes than Tyreek Hill this week, but he still led all non-quarterbacks and fantasy points this week, so he's going to get his numbers, and he's going to produce, but like it's a little like concerning as volume isn't up, but he's very efficient, and I guess no regression so far, but it's been one week, like we just said, um, and then one more thing, Watkins is a hold until we see something, I'm, I'm hoping something happens with the volume, he's on the field, but. Other than that, right. and then speaking of a, a guy who got a lot of volume, I think we can turn over to, we already talked about Julio Jones, but another guy who got volume was Odell Beckham Jr. Coming back in his first oh. game for the New York Giants, and I, I just thought it was great to see um, 15 targets on 37 pass attempts from Eli Manning. That's around a 40% target share. <laughs> this guy is elite, and you, of course, I'm not trading Eli, I mean, Odell Beckham if I have him, but he's going to get his targets every single week, Dad. I don't see no problem with his ankle either. He, he was running, turning, cutting. And this was against the like best the defense Beckham. in the NFL. This was against Jalen Ramsey that he still got numbers on. And then I was excited right. to see Saquon Barkley. Uh, he got 18 carries and six targets. And he did need a big play to save his day. But that was a very, very nice run. The jump cut yes. to the real. Opportunities there. And he was facing the best defense in the league. So I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. 
Um, maybe no, even the possible was, buy low. Right. If someone's that was a great song, sixty-eight yard touchdown run he had right there. Yeah, that was amazing. This this dude's this is great. And then uh, Shepard. Evan song. Ingram. Evan Ingram did nothing. He had two grabs for eighteen yards. Five targets. Yeah, he dropped but a couple balls. It was kind again. of encouraging he, he did have to see. Two nice, he did have two nice catches that got called back because of penalties. But yeah, and then Shepard had seven targets. So it was interesting to see Shepard get a target as much as he did. But that's that's a good sign moving forward if you're a Shepard owner. Um, Eli back Manning to the Jack side. Back, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Eli sucks. No, he threw that stupid interception again, like he always does. Yeah, the Giants lost in Giants fashion, where they just. Uh, but you got to understand, they they played the Jaguars, who have the best defense in the league. I mean, I mean, Giants defense looked very good. They really did. Yeah. I don't know was, what that. They had a chance at the end of the game to win, the and it went right offense. through the and it then, went right uh, through the guy's arms. So let's talk about the Jaguars. Yeah, it did. Let's talk about the Jaguars now. Uh, Severian Jenkins had five targets, didn't do much with it. He had a touchdown called back on a flag. I was that's my start of the week and didn't work. Um, but no tight ends really did much this week, so I wasn't that mad about it. And I think yeah, you just cut him. You can keep him. Keelan Cole played seventy five percent of snaps. Moncrief played sixty eight. So it looks like they're the one and two. And D.D. Westbrook had forty nine percent. Um, my love for Keelan Cole is still there. Unfortunately, this looks like a crowded wide receiver corpse, and they're gonna be using them all, which is stupid. But they should be funneling targets to Keelan Cole, but they're not gonna do that. It doesn't look like it. Um, T.J. Yeldon saw 62% of snaps, whereas Corey Grant barely got anything. So it looks like Yeldon is the guy you want to own if you're a Fournette owner. And oh, I yeah, think he had four, he had 14 carries to Corey Grant had one and seven targets, and he also caught a touchdown. But the efficiency yes. was poor, both of them. Uh, Fournette was right. tearing up the game before he got sidelined for the hamstring injury. He said he's good yep. to go week two, but hamstring injuries do linger. And yes, if you have Fournette, I'd make it a priority to grab TJ Yeldon. If he's available, absolutely. If he's available, I'd definitely make it a priority to grab him, like I already said. So even try to trade for him, maybe try to buy low on him. Um, other than yep. that, not much to say. Blake Worlds didn't look too good. And uh, nope. there's that. And another game that didn't look too good was the Browns game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns, that they're off to their best start since 2004. <laughs> that, yes, that's they insane are. To see. They got a tie. They did get a tie. Um, I the was, listen, to their defense, the weather was crap there. The weather was very crap. Um, Najoku played a decent amount of snaps. Gordon had a nice Moss touchdown catch that he had. Um, but let's just say the one takeaway I'm getting from this game is that one player is going to get volume. He's going to get air yards, which translates to points very well. And that is Jarvis Landry. This dude got 16 targets, had an average depth of target of 13.9, which is insane. Because yeah. you've never seen Landry yeah. do this before. Landry, no. his average over the past four seasons in Miami was 7.7. 7. That's almost double what he was getting there. So this is plenty of volume to go around, but it looks like it's positive for Landry. Um, Tyra Taylor threw 40 passes. You're not going to see that every week. And this game did go over in overtime. But I can still see Landry reaching a 10-target number every single game. Uh, Nick Chubb played very little snaps, 4% of snaps, but it looked good. So I think well, next year... Carlos Hyde was the bell cow there. He looked awful. He did not do much for this carry. He had 22 no, carries, he didn't do much. Cow. And Duke Johnson saw six of the eight running back targets like we all predicted, I guess, because you're not going to see yeah. that. But this was a very high-volume game in general for both teams. So it's on the other side of the ball. Let's go to Pittsburgh, Dad. Uh, James Conner, well, another, holy let's, let's crap. Let's go back to Njoku. He, had a, he was targeted seven times, another disappointing tight end. He only caught three balls for 13 yards. Another guy who everyone was talking highly about one another tight end who didn't do much. Yeah, true. Tight, like we said, tight ends didn't really do much this week unless you had Gronk or Jared Cook, who we're going to get to in a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, James Conner. Wow. Um, it doesn't look like Le'Veon Bell. They don't need him because whatever running back they put behind his offensive line and his offensive scheme is going to do well. 
James Conner had there's all. Ru- there's rumor now that he'll be back by the end of the month, but we'll see. End of the month, yeah. Um, they took him off the depth chart for this week, so I think Conner's gonna get the start week two. So if you, I mean, Conner, hey, he had all 36 running back touches, and yes, the weather kind of impacted the passing game because you didn't see much from Antonio yeah. Brown. But uh, wow. Juju looked good. Juju is an elite option as long as Le'Veon Bell is out, which I think Big Ben was a Big Ben was a train wreck. He still had yards though because it was a high volume he game. Threw three interceptions, three I, or four. He I did. Think he was three. threw three interceptions. I think that was also part of the weather. The weather was a big impact, and the road did not him it's being the road on the road. Game. But the weather was, was a big thing. The, no, the weather yes. did not help at all. Um, right. I think as long as Le'Veon Bell is out, Juju's going to keep posting these wide receiver one fringe numbers, and Bell. I mean, AB is still going to eat. Yeah, but Juju looks really good, and and uh, nothing else to really take up from that. So, what game you want to go to now, Dad? Go to the blowout of the week: Ravens and Bills. Oh my gosh! Bills, Bills did not get a first down the whole first let's half. Let's talk about Buffalo Bills. Awful. Oh, the one thing you not, can look at is that pen, to talk the two the wide receivers are Calvin Benjamin and Zay Jones, and this team was down twenty-six to zero at half. McCoy couldn't really do much. Um, I'm, I'm trying to trade McCoy if I have him. See what we can get for him. He's still going to get volume. And yes, Baltimore is a good defense. And Baltimore was home. It was also a crappy weather game. But other than that, I don't know. Sure. Here you go. I'll, I'll, I'll sum up Buffalo's offense right now. They are a fantasy wasteland. It's literally just. They are terrible. That's it. Terrible. So bad. So bad. That's terrible. So bad. It, it's not good. Uh, it looks like that was going to be their worst game of the season. But I would expect yep. some, some bounce back. They're going to be bad but they're not going to be this bad, I don't think. So let's talk about the other side of the ball where there was some fantasy implications to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Flacco looked good. Flacco threw for three touchdowns good. and 236 yards. And, but this is uh, makes this his 20th straight game with a 300-yard performance dating to 2016. So still looked good. 34 pass still, attempts. They, they did play Buffalo, but he still looked good. Yeah, Mark Andrews is the tight end, I think, takeaway. Nick Boyle caught two passes on the first two plays. Um I, that's noise. I think the real thing is that Mark Andrews and Alice Collins started, and then he fumbled. He struggled a little bit. He struggled fumbled. They sat him. He fumbled. Like, I think he fumbled they... twice. And then uh, Javorius Allen, I think, is the main takeaway here. He's the receiving back in his at back. But I was saying it before the season started that Alice Collins was going to catch 40 passes. Doesn't look like it this year. I think uh, the six targets compared to Collins is one. So I think Javorius Allen, why people go and grab Philip Lindsay, who we're going to talk about in a second. Um, you can go pick up Javorius Allen if he's in your league for free, and he's gonna have the same kind of role. So yeah. Michael Crabtree got a touchdown. Uh, John Brown got a touchdown. It's a decent ad, but uh, this game was very weird. I wouldn't take much away from him because the Bills suck. So let's talk about Philip Lindsay and Denver Broncos versus the Seattle Seahawks. We saw the Broncos. Lindsay had 17 touches and 102 total yards. Royce Freeman. They literally finished with the identical rushing lines of 15 identical marks, yep. to 71, and uh. That was after Freeman ripped off the 37 yards on his final drive and when the game was away. Freeman didn't see any targets. Lindsey saw three. Booker saw two. It looks like Freeman's going to be nothing in the passing game, Dad. No, but Lindsey's got value there, too. But Lindsay I wouldn't has, give up on Freeman yet. I think Lindsey... I wouldn't give up on Freeman. I think the whole takeaway here is that you spent a third-round pick on Freeman. You're, you're definitely not happy about it. And I think if you got him in the sixth round, right, you're okay exactly. with it. And I'm glad I got no exactly. shares of... Royce Freeman in the third round. But uh, Philip Lindsay looks to have a role in this offense regardless of game script because they were up in this game and they were still using them. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had a great game. Emmanuel Sanders went off. Uh, like we all mm-hmm. talked about, we started a week, he, he performed like it. He had 10 catches, over 100 yards. He had a long touchdown. He's a slot guy and a 10 of 11. And it's crazy. And then Demarius Thomas still got targets too. He had 10 targets. Yes, he did. And it looks like Case Keenum's going to look for these two guys. And Coral and Sutton saw five targets too. 
so that's okay. And then the tight ends, they both suck. Jake Butt and uh, the other one is Jeff Herman, I think it is. So I would not get any of those tight ends, but looks like Philip no. Lindsay is ahead of Devontae Booker in the passing down and in the running back uh, pecking, or- pecking order. Um, Manuel Sanders is not going to keep up his efficiency, but he should get the volume. So I'm okay with that. Not 11 targets every game, but at least six targets every game. I know. Other side of the ball, though, bad. Seattle Seahawks. What do you got to say about Seattle Seahawks in this game? Russ, Russell Wilson got it done again. I mean, Baldwin's probably done. Maybe not for the year, but he's going to be done he's for done a while. For a couple of weeks. He has a grade two MCL tear. Nope. So the guys there are, are Lockett. And uh, how about Brandon Marshall? We thought he was done. His career was done. Look at him. Brandon Marshall. I mean, he's he's going to be a waiver wire pickup this week. People are going to be picking him up. Yes, yes. He well deserved. He's going to have red zone value. Yes. Yep. And I think he played 65% of snaps. That was the third most of any wide receiver. Tyler Lockett played 98% of snaps. He ran 39 yep. routes. And while Doug Baldwin, the whole offense structure is unclear, but what we saw was, uh, uh, dude, Tyler Lockett's going to eat. The biggest thing I saw was uh, after Doug Baldwin's injury, Lockett ran 15 to 21 routes from the slot, and that was against Chris Harris Jr., who's a really good cornerback. And then in this week coming up, he gets the Bears defense. They just gave up 27.3 PPR points to Randall Cobb, who was in the slot. So, right. a spoiler alert ahead of time, my starter of the week at the wide tier <laughs> position is going to be Tyler Lockett once again because wow. it was Tyler Lockett's right. season. I am excited. He replaced Doug Baldwin in the slot because that's where Doug Baldwin usually runs for him. And I, I am, I'm ready for Tyler Lockett to go off. You saw him have that big splash play, and he's capable of doing that every single play. And Russell Wilson makes time in the pocket regardless of the offensive line because of his legs. The running backs, they both played 44% of snaps. They both sucked. Yeah, nothing to talk about there. Talk about there, and the, the tight end everyone else I probably asked about is uh, Will Disley. He played less snaps than Nick Bannett, and he had that long run. And Nick Bannett ran two, three more routes than Disley too. So I, I fade the small sample size we got from this guy, and not worry about it. I wouldn't add him. I'd add Jonas Smith over him. So speaking about Jonas Smith, this game was the longest game in NFL history, Dad. Um, history, insane. Miami versus Tennessee. Let's talk about Miami first. My boy. Kenny Stills, 95% of snaps, he went off. He had two touchdowns, and this dude, I mean, wow. It looks like even with uh, Parker possibly coming back next week or the week after, Stills is still going to have a role, and he's been known to get touchdowns on small volume. He doesn't need volume to be successful, and he had two touchdowns this game with five catches. Um, yep. 75 got a touchdown, he ran away. I, I think Stills is playing the most snaps, running the most routes on the team, followed by Amendola. So Stills, I think you can start him almost every week just because like, the volume should be there. This is a no, he had, a he had 106 yards. No one else on the team went over 40 yards receiving. Yeah, Amendola seemed to be second in the line, though, ahead of Albert Wilson. Um, you can't really take much away from Kenyon Drake. I'd probably try to buy Kenyon Drake in leagues. He did play way more snaps than Frank Gore. You know, Frank Gore did look good. That's what my main takeaway. Jakeem Grant led the team with seven targets, but he ran only 12 routes, so it's hard, and hard to tell with that. But he had a nice punt return or kickoff return for a touchdown. Very yes, fast. he did. Yep. Um, other side of the ball, Tennessee. Um, Mariota got injured in his elbow, so Blaine Gabbert could be starting this week. It's still unknown as of this recording of the podcast, which is Tuesday night. This is the 11th. Um, and yep. Delaney Walker's out for the year, unfortunately. I feel really yes. bad for him because he wanted to play. But the big takeaway here, is that Corey Davis is going to eat. This guy had the ninth highest uh, WOPR, which is it weighs in air yards, targets, and all that stuff, and receptions in week one. And it was just behind Michael Thomas. 
So everything is set for him at the break breakout now. I think Corey Davis, you got to go try to acquire him in any league you can because um, he's going to get more volume just based on the law of conservation of targets. If one and, guy goes out, he's going to get targets. And Deion Lewis is the guy to own instead of hey, Derrick Henry. My start of the week at running back was Deion, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis he, played he really played well. 71% of snaps compared to Derrick He played so much Henry's. better than Henry. Derrick Henry only had 29% of snaps. Derrick Henry did have a 60-plus yard touchdown called back yeah. due to a, a blown holding call. That was not really holding, but that's what happens. But it looks like Deion Lewis is the better player in this. But Jonu Smith is a guy who I I like, and I think he's going to just he's going to probably pick up right where Delaney Walker left off, but not get as many targets just because the report's not there. But he has the athletic profile of guys like David Nachoku and OJ Howard, and it's I'm really it's happy just, to see it. It's it's we're sad to see Delaney Walker get hurt, but now it's his time to shine. Yeah, and then the whole thing about Deion Lewis, I think this game script dependent a little bit because they were down and they had to get the guy yeah. to pass the ball. So I think Henry's a hold, and you could possibly sell high on Deion Lewis if you get the right price. But I think they're both holds right now. It's hard to see. It's after one game, you don't want to overreact too much. Right. Yes. And uh, a lot of running backs just in this backfield, so that doesn't help either. Next game, Dad. All right, move on to the Bengals and Colts. Bengals and Colts. You're excited to see Andrew Luck back. And my yes, season. he threw the ball 53 times. Wow. They did not. 53 times. I thought times. they were going to limit him. They did not limit him. However, his average depth target was only five and a half, half yards, which makes it look like they're wow. trying to ease him back in with that and not have him throw as many long balls. The, but, uh, the biggest thing is with all them passes, nine people caught a pass. I don't on think that necessarily team. it's. Yeah, it's crazy, too. I don't think it was mainly like his short average at the target wasn't because of his shoulder. I think it was because of the game skip. They were up in the game mainly. Um, until the last play. But, uh, yeah. So Naheem Hines appeared to be a clear passing down back, and he just ran two more routes than Jordan Wilkins, though. And he out-targeted him 9-3. Wilkins out-carried Hines 14-5. I think Wilkins is a nice hole hold. Hines is a good buy. If you can find him on a waiver wire, I'd add him, too. It's interesting to see how it's going to yes. look when Marlon Mack comes back. What else you got? Okay, the, that's it. The other, no, no, tight ends, the others... tight ends are there. Tight ends are there. I want to talk about tight ends real quick. Everyone's going to think about Ebron's touchdown and be like, oh, Ebron is uh, the guy they own in this. But it's definitely not the case at all. Doyle is a tight end to own. Doyle got way – I think I'm going to try to find the routes I here. think Ebron, Ebron made his presence known, though. He really did. But, I mean, Luck did throw 53 times, like we said. So th- a lot of people were going to catch Doyle balls. Doyle had 10 targets. Times. Ebron had five. So that's more targets. Ebron ran 22 routes. Right, Doyle ran fifty, so I would not overreact. I definitely try to go buy and oh, get I Doyle. I still like Doyle. I still like Doyle. Doyle is tight end to own. Um, I'm not burning my waiver budget on Eric Ebron because he was fifth in the team in targets. I think no, that right. this is going to be like a heavy passing team, though. It's not going to be a run first team. So Andrew Luck, volumes there, and all the receiving options get a little bump. Ryan Grant, like we talked about in the last episode, good guy to add because he looks to be the number two in this offense. Other yes. side of the ball, though, Cincinnati. Joe Mixon looked Joe really good. Joe Mixon is going to be a workhorse this year. He, had he rushed 20... for ninety. He rushed for ninety-five yards and a touchdown on seventeen carries, and he also caught five of seven balls for another fifty-four yards. He had a good game, great game. Joe He's going to be the Bernard just there. got one rush and one target. It is yes. the Joe Mixon show. I would go try fielding what you can try to get Joe Mixon, like try to obtain this guy. He's going to be a workhorse. Yes, it was an easy matchup, but it's, he's going to be a workhorse. Any that one. Only had 152 air yards in 28 attempts. So it was a 5.4 average at the target. Um, That's just awful. But uh, A.J. Green had a touchdown that kind of C8 this day with a 38-yarder. And it was a bad pass. I don't know what happened there. It was the passing offense did not look that good. I think it could have been a week one thing. But uh, Joe Mixon, single him up. He's doing good. John Ross, 
I'm not buying it. Tyler Boyd, I think you want over John Ross. So, right. Speaking of guys who you don't know what to talk about, what's up with an awful game? Like, I don't know what happened here. I don't know what happened with the Bengals offense, but what happened with the Carolina Panthers, dad, and the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, that was an awful game to watch. Um, the big signal here is that Christian McCaffrey is the workhorse like we thought in the preseason. He played 85% of snaps compared to just 18% by C.J. Anderson. I think you drop C.J. Anderson if you have him on your team. He's not going to do anything. Yes, yeah. Um, McCaffrey is going to be a workhorse, and I think you try to try to trade for him this week too. Um, DJ Moore, they're trying to ease him in slowly, and now the news came out today that Greg Olson still wants to play in 2018, but it looks like his season's in doubt because he broke his foot again. So right. Christian McCaffrey's a buy, and another guy who's a buy is Devin Funches for me. Devin Funches is going to – they're going to probably go back to what they did last year, and Devin Funches is the guy I'm going to try to trade for. Didn't do that good week one, but he's going to be a guy who's going to step up in this absence like we saw last year. Well, nobody did good in this game. This game was terrible. Game was terrible. Cam yeah. Newton passed for only 161 yards. And on the other side of the ball, wait, 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 before you got Ian Thomas is the terrible. tight end you want to own, though. Ian Thomas is the rookie tight end okay, yep. Yep. that you want to own. Because um, the other guy, Chris Manhurts, is a blocker. And Ian Thomas, I can see him having some weekly streaming upside. It's interesting to see what he does. But if you have deep bench rosters, it's worth an add. Other side of the ball, though, Dallas Cowboys, ill disgusting. Dak Prescott sucks. Um, Zeke, <laughs> he was terrible. They should be given. He took six sacks. He had six sacks and passed for only 170 yards. He's, he's, he's 29 attempts, too. Low volume My offense. Goodness. Zeke caught three or four targets, which is encouraging because his quarterback, like we said, only threw 29 attempts. That's a 14% target share, and that's very good for running back. So definitely hold Zeke. I would not trade him. I think the key thing here is that uh, there's no real concentrated like target thing. I think they're trying to spread it no. out, but Cole Beasley looks to be a leading receiver, and I think that Beasley could be the guy you want in the short term, but I'm not adding him. I'm just holding on to Zeke, and I'm, I'm hating the rest of this offense. Right. The whole Alan Hearns sleeper thing, nope, Alan Hearns is bad. No. Nope. <laughs> right. All right, enough Redskins at at the Cardinals. Redskins at the Cardinals. Let's we'll start with the Cardinals side of the ball, Dad, real quick. Um, what happened? What what happened to the Cardinals? I don't understand. Uh, Sam Bradford's awful. Wasn't in a good defense in Washington. So I'm not even going to, even if you're in a super flex league or a two-quarterback league, I would not add Sam Bradford. This is a meteoric offense at best. Um, David Johnson had a terrible game. David Johnson didn't use him enough. They uh, 37 yards on nine carries. The, the Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson are two top passing things. Um, I think the game script kind of impacted David Johnson's uh, workhorse on the ground. Uh, Washington was unexpectedly to do that good, I guess, early on, and Washington had a lead, so they were playing from behind. So, I think David Johnson's a good buy target if someone's trying to sell him. I don't see that happening, but uh, David no. Johnson hold him. He's gonna be fine. Fitzgerald's going to be fine. Other than that, avoid everything in his offense. Uh, Washington side of the ball. Alex Smith, he, he did not have an average of target that was that high. It was 3.2, 96 total air yards, but he didn't do that bad for your fantasy. I think it's also because of the game script. No, he didn't. The game script, they were, they were winning by a lot. Um, yep. Adrian Peterson, though. Wow. <laughs> he played 53% of snaps, which wasn't a lot, but uh, he definitely benefited from the game script. He carried the ball 26 times for 96 yards and a score. He had 70 receiving yards. That was mainly from that 152-yard catch he had in the sideline. Um, very situational thing. I think Chris Thompson, seven, six of seven targets for 63 yards and a score. And even with the positive game script, this guy was on the field. So Chris Thompson singles up. I, I love Chris Thompson. And I think that Peterson's going to need game script to produce. So I am not trying to get Peterson. If someone's trying to trade you, for, like trying to give you him, say no. I try to trade away Peterson and see what he can get after that. Probably the highest volume he's going to have with all 
year. What about, what did you ask? What do you think about Peterson? What are you doing with Peterson? Are you holding him? Or are you trying to trade him away? Or like, what are you doing? I'm trying to trade him away. I I would hold on to him for now. I don't. I think he had a good game. You don't think I mean, it was all game script dependent? You think he's going to do it? It could have been, but I'd, I'd hold on and see what he does a week two. Yeah. See, so yeah, the hard thing about fantasy football is knowing when to sell a player and when to hold. Right. Um, exactly. If you have anyone overreacting in week one, I think you try to sell. But like my dad said, people don't, some people don't like trading after week one. See, you you like to move players. Around I like to all move players around. When I like it's, to hold on a little bit and see what happens. The only problem with holding on too long is that they start sucking, and you could have lost your sell opportunity. So I'm always looking at who I can sell and who I can buy. I'm more active than my dad on that side, but that's just who I am. And sometimes it does hurt me. And I'm not saying it works all the time. My dad, like sometimes it's definitely better to hold a player than to sell. But I think Peterson being so old and them being up by so much is a sell, and Chris Thompson's a buy. Jordan Reed looked the good, healthy. Let's talk about Jordan Reed. The, yeah, the, the good news out of this offense is none of Washington's receivers cracked 35 yards. Jordan Reed hasn't played in a long time. He was the best non-running back pass catcher and hauled in four of his five targets for 48 yards and a score. So that was good to see for Jordan Reed. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, I think, again, the game script uh, played a factor into all this offense. The average of the target with Smith, that's why no one had over 35 yards, is because of the game script. They didn't have to throw the ball down right. the field. So. Right. Hold everyone on his offense. Jameson Crowder still got some targets, but I'm still holding on everyone. All right. Um, Sunday night football. Right? Are we done with the 4 o'clock games? No, you didn't do Texas, Texans and the Patriots. All right, Texans and the Patriots. Let's talk about Tom Brady and Sean Watson, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend. Let's talk about the Texans first, Dad. Houston Texans. <laughs> I think the big Sean Watson terrible. The Sean Watson is terrible. Um, His offensive line is terrible. They lost the right tackle too, which makes mm. their <laughs> offensive line that was hard really bad. Worse. Lamar Miller had yep. twenty rush attempts. I think that's a good thing to see, especially when they're down. He's gonna get the volume. Um, Alfred Blue. He had ninety-eight yards. Alfred Blue vulture the touchdown. And I cried. Um, yep, I know. But Lamar Miller is the key lead back. Ryan Griffin looks to be a tight end in this offense. He had eighty-five percent snap share. Um, don't worry about Alfred Blue. I don't think he's going to do it all day. And then Bruce Ellington scored. And I think the thing, the reason why that happened was because Will Fuller did not play. If Will Fuller is back, Deshaun Watson's probably going to do better. And Hopkins is Hopkins. He's going to be fine. Don't worry about him at all. Yep, no, he did fine. New England Patriots? Yep. Uh, Brady wasn't a stud or nothing, but he had 277 yards, three touchdowns. Chris Hogan was quiet with one reception for 11 no, yards. Uh, that, yeah, okay. Chris Hogan, that, he's fine. That, Hold him. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I'm saying that because I need him great. to be fine. Gronk, listen, I know you do. You love Hogan, but he didn't have a good game. Gronk had a great game. Seven for 123 yards and one touchdown on eight targets. Yeah. Dorsett shined. Dorsett, I think you keep. I think Dorsett is a thing until Edelman gets back, or he just takes the Brandon Cooks role over because the Patriots. They, I mean, they traded up a solid quarterback in Jacoby Brissett for Dorsett last year, and they moved Cooks. So I think Dorsett takes over his Cooks role, stretches the field. Um, Dorsett's going to be. He's going to have a role in this offense. I don't think that's. Yes. So he played seventy six percent of snaps. I'm on the. I like Dorsett. I think he's going to do good this year, and I think you can hold him on your bench and have flex upside each week. But Hogan's a hold. I'm continuing to put him in all my lineups. I'm not worried about it. Um, well, no, yeah, you can't get scared over that. It's week one. You can't get scared Gronk over. Gronk is going like to Gronk, and then the running backs. They just had Kenyon Barner, but it looks like uh, Burkhead Brady missed him for a receiving touchdown. James White had nine targets. Uh, they're both going to have roles, and I'm going to wait to see. It's going to be interesting to see whenever Sony Michelle comes back and plays, but. Right, because New England always mixes it up in the backfield. So I'm, I mean, Rex Burkhead, I start every week, and White, I start for now until Michelle is on, or even Edelman's back, and then we'll move on from there. 
So, All right, how about the 49ers, 49ers and Vikings? 49ers and Vikings. Let's talk about my man, Stefan Diggs. Touchdown, baby. Mm. Touchdown. I love Stefan Diggs, but the volume went to Thielen. I think part of that was because of uh, the offensive line was a little banged up, and he couldn't hold the ball longer. So he had to get rid of it quicker. So Thielen was in the slot. And, uh, I mean, we saw far more opportunity than Diggs did, which was a little Oh, sad yeah, he had. Diggs only had three targets and uh, or three catches. Thielen had twelve targets. Yeah, so one week doesn't mean twenty eighteen. It's just going to be like no. twenty seventeen. I think Diggs is going to outproduce Thielen this year. Uh, Rudolph had opportunity issues, but he did catch a touchdown. He's a guy I'm, I'm going to try to trade away. If you have uh, Kyle Rudolph, I'm going to try to trade away for uh, Kittle. Someone's trying to do that, but like you got to try to trade away to the Olson owner or Walker owner and try to get like a running back or a wide receiver back. Another one thing I want to point out on this is that Dalvin Cook was supposed to be limited in this game, and he still kind of was. He had 80% of snaps. He had 16 carries, 7 targets, and that's really promising. This is his first game yeah, back but, from but his... Latavius Murray also had double-digit carries, too. Yeah, they didn't do anything with him. No, but he still had double-digit carries. Dalvin Cook saw all 7 running back targets in this game, which was huge. Well, so. he, he did. Dalvin Cook only had 40 yards rushing, while Murray had 42, I believe. Right, yeah, San Fran's an underrated uh, running defense, so I think that Dalvin Cook, you saw... Him play 80% of snaps to Latavius Murray's 20% of snaps. They were up in the game, so they're using both running backs to running the ball. The takeaway here is that Dalvin Cook is 80% of snaps. He's the lead back, and they're using him like a workhorse, and it's not really a split, even though Murray did carry the ball more than anticipated. But uh, seven targets to running backs, all seven went to Dalvin Cook. Other side of the ball, Garoppolo suffers his first loss as a starter. Yeah, um, that, that game was just ugly from him. He threw three interceptions. I mean, the... Mark Marquise Goodwin posted a goose egg. I had him in two leagues. He hurt me bad. I mean, yeah. George Kittle's the guy to take your head. Five catches for 90 yards. Nine targets, 118 air yards looks to be the go-to guy. I think part of it could be that Marquise Goodwin was missing the majority of the game, but it's a huge positive seeing Kittle being used down the field. And yeah. he led the team again with nine targets. Doesn't Goodwin's yeah. injury is not serious. doesn't look to be. So I think he's going to come back for a week two. Um, Dante Pettis looks to be the number two receiver ahead of Pierre Garçon. Uh, Pettis played 73% of snaps. Garçon played 80%. Um, Alfred Morris and Matt Breida each touched the ball 12 times, combining for just two targets. Both were to Breida. Breida is the more efficient player, so I, I, I'm going with Breida over Morris in the long run. Yeah, it's going to be a shared backfield, I think, it's gonna be moving annoying. forward. It's going to be annoying for owners for yeah. outside of the ball. So three games left that, right? Yep, go ahead. All right. My Sunday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers, what a story. That, that was insane. Oh, um, this guy is not My- human. Um, you, I mean, I don't even know. Like, this guy was not even stepping on his left leg. It's interesting to see if the MRI comes back. Jimmy Graham played 98% of snaps, but he only had eight yards on four targets, and he's awful. Disappointing to me. I love Jimmy Graham, but I did not love him in this game. He was touchdown dependent ah. last year. He's going to be touchdown dependent this year. I think two catches, really? Two catches, Jimmy? Really? That's all you got for me, Jimmy, is two catches? Yeah, more than half. I mean, let's talk about the other receiving options in this offense. Randall Cobb had that one 75-yard touchdown. That oh. was insane. Um, insane. The usage was a good positive, but I think that's over half of his yards were on that one play, so it's hard to see that every single week, but he's going to have some uh, volume. Geronimo Allison, though, he's going to be yes. a part of the passing game, and he looks to be the number two sure receiver. Is. He ran 33 routes compared to Devontae Adams' 41. Cobb ran 39. Graham ran 39, so he's right behind those guys. And he still played yep. 70 plus percent of snaps. So Allison's the guy I think is the big takeaway. If he's in your free agent wire still, I definitely go try to pick him up. Yep. Other side of the ball though, um, Chicago. Their defense looks insane. I think Chicago, like wow. Their defense is good. I mean, 
they just got rambarded by when uh, Rogers got hurt. He went back in a shotgun. They couldn't get him. They couldn't touch him. Yeah. When he's back in a shotgun, uh, the guy who benefits from that is Cobb. And of course, look what he did. Yeah. Look what Roger. What Rogers did there in the second half was unbelievable. I, don't know I how mean, he did that's. It. That's why he's the best quarterback in the league. That is why he's the right best now. quarterback in the league right now. Um, That's why he's number one. Hall I mean, famous. just unbelievable. I just had a ball. Trubisky looked good in the first half, second half. Yes, failed. he did. Yep. Um, yep. Allen Robinson looks good. Looks like he's healthy, yep. which is good to see. Yep. He, he played, looks good again. That's good to see. He 96% of snaps, which is a good sign. And, like, Green Bay has an underrated passing. Day, and Green Bay as a whole has an underrated defense. But uh, I, I do like Allen Robinson. And, uh. Trey Burton played not, 87%. Not nervous about Trey Burton. Not, he, he had another bad game. Six targets. I'm not nervous six about targets. him yet. There's a, there's a picture on Twitter. It was a third down and like two to go. And Trubisky was uh, scanning the field. And was, Burton, like, it's like he parted the Red Seas, wide open in the middle of the end zone. And mm. Trubisky didn't throw it to him. But there's that. Gabriel looks to be the clear number two in week one, even though Anthony Miller was involved. He ran more routes than Anthony Miller. And he played, uh, he caught, uh, had more targets. The biggest takeaway from this game, though, I'm going to tell you right now, is that Jordan Howard is going to be a running back one this season. Yes, he He's going to be a top four running back, like I was saying, all offseason. Not all offseason. The later part of the offseason, because I was on Cohen in like June, but ever since like mid to late July, I was always on Howard. He, he had five targets, and he somehow caught all five of them. Yep. <laughs> um, Cohen is still going to be used on third downs mainly, but he's more of a well-rounded like touch distribution, which is a, it's a good look for Howard. I mean, yeah, Howard's definitely the guy there. He caught 23 passes last year. He has five already in one game, so that's a good sign. It's not going to be like that every single week, but Howard's stock is definitely on the rise. Yes, it is. Um, it's on the rise. Now, last night's games, because we're recording this on Tuesday, it was Monday night. The Jets, Sam Darnold era has begun. The first play from <laughs> this first snap for Sam Darnold was a pick <laughs> six. Um, but then he got it together. He got it together after that. He did. He got- that pick six was like, welcome to the league, kid. Youngest quarterback to start, right? Well, 21, was he 21 years 21 old? In like 96 days or something like that. I don't even know. Youngest guy. He's, 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 so he's, good for him. Their defense looked really their good. Defense looked good. Uh, running backs, they each had 10 targets. 10 carries, I mean. Uh, I think Bowell, Powell started. Powell, yeah, Bilal Powell started and he had more touches total. But Isaiah Crowell still show with that long touch I run. That's why I lost in the league this week. I'm not happy about that. Um, I'd fade that efficiency against the Lions. I would not worry about that. Um, Corella's not going to do that every single week. He had no targets, only 10 carries. I tried selling Corella if you have him. You have Corella, I tried looking for trade offers to running back need team and try to get a wide receiver for him. The biggest takeaway for me was that Quincy Anunwa is going to get targeted the ball a lot. He had nine yes, targets. Uh, I mean, I'd add him in any leagues available. His average of target was very really low, but uh, the weighted opportunity rating was, the I think, third highest in week one which is insane. And Julio Jones and Odell Beckham are the only guys who had bigger opportunity shares in their respective offenses. That's how crazy that is. So Nunwa was dominant. I go try to trade for him. Anderson had that long, long touchdown. Um, other than that, it didn't do anything. No, no other targets nope. than that. So if I, you have Anderson, I'd be looking to trade Anderson away. <laughs> yep. I'm going to try to do that this week, Dad, in one of the leagues here. I mean, the home, home right. league. And then uh, other side of the ball, Matthew Stafford. What the f- I know everybody's saying that right now. They had a I mean, I don't understand. Pass to run to fifteen rushing. My ratio. Kenny Galladay, though. holy crap, Kenny Galladay. Uh, he's still in third. I wouldn't get overworked with that. I mean, Tate had a good game. Marvin Jones had a couple of balls that were overthrown to him in the end zone. He would have got yeah. his points there. Galladay yeah. had twelve targets. Galladay's still third on that list. Yeah, he, he's still third yeah, on that Galladay list. Galladay had second most targets. I wouldn't overreact on that right Galladay now. Had twelve targets, seven catches, one hundred and fourteen yards. I would still take Tater Jones over yeah, Galladay. I, take, I would, yeah, I would overreact uh, on the that. The biggest thing, this, this game script is not going to be like this every single week. They had 52 no. pass attempts. It's not going to happen. 
Um, Stafford, but, how many picks did he have? Four or five. I don't even. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was, yeah, it's not Stafford-ish. Yeah, but Kenny, but Kenny Galladay had played 93% of snaps. Jones played 89 and Tate played 81. So it is signaling that Galladay is going to be used every single week. Um, but it's a hold on all of them. LeGarrette Blunt started. It sucked. Kerryon Johnson looks yep. good. So why don't they use yep. him more? I know. Why did they use him more? His role. They, they probably will. They should have used him a lot more. And, he looked good when he was on the field. Nothing, nothing was set up well for him week one at all. Like he was a negative no. game script. Nothing to do. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd hold. Definitely hold Kerryon Johnson this week. Let's talk about the later game. Yep. The Los Angeles Rams versus John Gruden's debut. So the Rams. I mean, they're girly, girly. It's good. Uh, Cooks Girlies did really bad. Yep. Woods got missed a couple of targets, but it looks like yeah, he had Cooper Cup is still the guy in the red zone. Yeah, Cooper Cup looks to be the red zone target like he was last year. He had uh, yep. two red zone targets and a red zone rushing attempt, which is three opportunities, and he caught an eight yard touchdown pass. So he, he kept he kept the same role he had last year. But when they're that close in the red zone, Gurley is the primary option, and Gurley still crushed it. Um, Woods, I'd hold him. He he would have been better, but uh. Cooks looks to be their used. Defense, their defense is good. Defense is good. Their defense shut down a passing attack of Carr. Yeah, Cooks, lo- Cooks looked to be used more than Watkins was last year in the same offense. Uh, let's go about the Raiders, yeah. though. 12 targets for Jared Cook. Holy crap. Jared Cook was un- un- unbelievable. Amari Cooper, garbage. All right, I'll, I'll talk about that in Nothing. a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cook was, uh, he always has good week ones. Rams are uh, susceptible to the tight end in the middle of the field. So, I don't, this is definitely a game script kind of thing. I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Jalen Richard, though, had 11 targets. I think also that was a yes, game script. Did. I called that. I didn't really call it. I said that he could be like Chris Thompson in his offense, and it looks like he's going to be a pass-catching back. Five passes total that were caught by wide receivers in this game by the I Raiders. Know. So I, I would not That's worry terrible. about it. I'm, I love goodness. Amari Cooper, but I'm starting to think that Derek Carr is the problem and not Amari Cooper because one of the targets was at his feet. The Rams' defense is the thing that I think you look at because they're going to lock up wide receivers all year long. And they have Arizona in week two. So, I mean, the Jared Cook and Ray, 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 uh, Jalen Richard had 23 targets. That's not going to happen every week. I think Cooper, no. they're trying to use him this week. A report came out today say John Gruden was trying to use Cooper more this coming week. Marshawn Lynch looks pretty good. Doug Martin was the clear number two. And all sixes, uh, Martin's touches came in the first half, but Martin sucks. So, I don't know no. why I didn't use Lynch more. Lynch had that one run that was insane. He carried the whole, literally the whole defensive team. He just carried into the end zone. I don't understand that. But so Marshawn Lynch looked good. But they didn't use him enough. Yep. I'm holding on to all the other options in this offense. So Nelson doesn't really concern me. This is a weird game, and hopefully Gruden turns it around week two. Well, week one, you really can't overreact on a star player's not doing nothing because we, we've seen it every game. Every game this week, star guys didn't do nothing. Other guys stepped it up, and, and a lot of people are going to overreact. Just go out and get who you want off the waiver wire. Don't overreact on the good players. Hold on to the really good players. Don't get rid of them because yep. other people just pick them up on you. Yeah, 100%. Just I'd mainly hold. Um, the one thing now, if you guys are new again, subscribe to us. We're going to be doing this every single week. We're going to have content coming all season long. Follow me on Twitter at JustinFSFF. The podcast where it's at Fires on FF. And Ned, let's talk about the Listener League real quick. Let's talk about how you crushed me by 100 points. Oh, dude. It's, I mean, I my saw goodness. it coming. I mean, I'm not can I believe it? I'm not, not going to say I didn't see it coming. What do you mean you seen it coming? Uh, so you I faced my dad. I had, uh, it was 189 to 88. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dude. It, I, I scored my point for all our Listener League members listening to this podcast right now. Well, let's just, let me just, in defense to myself, I had Le'Veon Bell. Okay, no Le'Veon Bell is not going to give you 100 hey, points. Time out. Time out. I had Goodwin who had a goose egg. So right yeah, there, a good one. No I one mean, expected that. I, I'm not saying. I mean, you had 
You had Keenan Allen who went off. You had Sanders who went off. Thompson who went off. Mahomes, Mahomes went oh, off. Kamara oh, went off. I mean, oh, you had the most points in the league. As you say, okay, my we'll team is awesome, baby. We'll give you I that. Had, I had the lowest points I had a noon one on my bench, dude. Oh, it's, it's, it's happening. This league. Um, shout out to Sean. He won. You had Philip win. Tyler Flynn won. And then the other Tyler won. And then Ahmad won. Everyone else, you lost, dude. Week two's coming up. We'll see how it goes. I'm facing Tyler, Dr. Watson, and Hyde, who, who actually had my favorite team in the league. And Dad, you are facing Mitch, who had an auto draft. So that's going to be interesting to see. I crushed you all this week. Um, wasn't, yes, wasn't really expecting anything else. I'm, I'm going to take this one <laughs> week into glory and ride it until next week because I know it's not going to last long, but I'm going to enjoy it while I can. I'm gonna. You, you go ahead and enjoy. I'm gonna you enjoy my it. one week of destroying my dad, per usual when we're facing fantasy, except for the one year. Yeah. No, it ain't oh. per usual. No, yeah, no, it's he... he did destroy me this oh, one. No. In the listener league, I wanted Just... to whoop your butt so bad in week one, oh, but that didn't my happen. My team's elite, bro. So, look out, Mitch. I'm coming after you week two, buddy. I'm coming <laughs> after you. I'm not gonna score 88 points this week, Mitch. You better get do Whoa. your homework. Whoa, that's a. I'm not going. I'm not going 0 and 2, Mitch. He's he doesn't he's, he's not going on until he says. <laughs> yeah, that was all we'll very fun though. I love when we're looking fun, looking active, which is always good to see. So there's that. And once again, if you guys are new, subscribe, uh, write a five star review. We'll read it out on the podcast. Uh, our next episode is going to be week one start sets. We may have a guest for it, may not. Stay tuned for that. Subscribe if you're new. And anything else you want to add, that? Um, not really. <laughs> not really, no. All right, so... Uh, I lost the subscriber league. I'm upset, so... One thing no, we'll say about really. here, Thursday Night Football is the Bengals versus the... Uh, oh, yeah, let's see. The Ravens. You start Bengals I'm defense. going with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens, too. Start Bengals defense. Okay. So, no, start Ravens defense. You can even start the Bengals defense. This is going to be a really bad game, I think. Um, yep, start AJ Green. Yes. You can start Crabtree. Start Alex Collins. Start Mixon, for sure. Definitely start Mixon. And then, other than that, I don't think you start anyone else in this game. <laughs> There you go. That's as simple as that. Sit everyone else. Sit John Brown. You don't have that. You know, she wanted to go for a home run play in your flex spot. But other than that, not much. Right? That's right. right. Start, sit will be uh, next episode. Start. Saturday morning. Start, sit will be Saturday morning. All right. We're out. Out.